Welcome everybody to the third episode of the Know a Little podcast. Um, I have not posted anything about the other two, so I don't think you're going to know anything about those. But uh, it's been a month since I did my last episode. Uh, took a little bit of time off. I mean, the quarantine's getting everybody. I'm no exception. It's it's yeah, it's it's been a rough month. But, uh, you know, I think, I think I'm in a spot where I can make the least depressing podcast I can possibly make. Because if I would have made this two weeks ago, fuck, man. That would have, uh, that wouldn't have been fun to listen to. It would have just made you, it, it would have just been sad. So, regardless, we're back at it. That's all I really want to say about that. But, uh, I'm just going to hop right into it. Um, I think this made national news, but this guy that owns, uh, it's the brand of gyms is called the gym. It's just the gym, which I mean, we can talk about that after, but what a fucking name anyway. Um, so a guy in Victorville, California, uh, decided to defy governor orders and open up the gym, uh, said that there was an old guy who looked downtrodden and has diabetes and needs to work out and stuff like that so he decided you know what i'm gonna reopen the gym that's what i'm gonna do he uh he put up american flags uh here he put up an american flag put the constitution on the door and he put the lights for his gym in red white and blue now how i knew this before it went to national news how do i know that i live down the street from this gym Okay, I actually used to go to that gym. Um, it used to be a world gym. Then the dude just decided, fuck, fuck world gym. I'm going to go with the gym, which again, fucking idiot name. But I used to go to that fucking gym and it's down the street from my house. I could I could go there and come back in about 10 minutes. Okay, so I drive by and I see this fucking guy who I'm he thinks he's some kind of patriot or something. This guy thinks that he freed the slaves, that he alerted us the British were coming, that he fired the shot heard around the world. Like, he thinks he gave us our independence or something. He is really, really excited about the fact that he's he's getting all this hate from, uh, you know, the snowflakes and shit. Because there's... (laughs) He's put some comments out on his his Instagram and from the the gym's, like, official Instagram account. Like, just stupid comments. Um... One where a nurse is telling him, hey, I see these numbers every day and I kind of treat these people and, you know, this is probably a really fucking stupid idea. And uh, his response was, treat these nuts. Okay, the business owner. His uh, his response to a nurse who's dealing with this shit on a daily basis was, treat these nuts. So that's cool. But he thinks he's a fucking patriot. Um, on now this or whatever it is they have like a snapchat story and they have a twitter account and all that i I don't even know what they are they're like a pseudo news organization but they did a little story and they went in there and recorded and you know filmed some people talking about it and uh one of the uh one of the people that they they asked for an interview like a little interview was some middle-aged white lady who says uh her main point was that the gym should be open again for mental health and she challenges the governor to work out with her for a week so she calls out the governor to work out with her for a week and i I really i don't think these people understand this the the gym owner saying that it's about mental health none of this has anything to do with mental health 
he needs money. Like, if he would have just said, hey, can you guys keep your memberships open so that, you know, the gym doesn't go under, and then once this is all done and, like, you know, said and done, I'll open the gym back up, it'll be awesome, and, you know, the gym won't go anywhere. No, no, no. He's saying that, first of all, this is about mental health, and second of all, it's about freedom. What are you talking about? Someone made a great point, too. Your right to freedom ends the second that you start endangering other people's lives hey that guy that you said like that bullshit story that oh there was an old downtrodden guy with the with diabetes that's an older man with a pre-existing condition aren't those the people that are not supposed to be in public right now because they can catch corona right like that's like the main demographic of people that should not be in a fucking in a gym right now because that guy's gonna die he's got diabetes and he's old and if he works out with all those people he's gonna die right but yeah instead let's just open up the gym so i kind of hope um i kind of hope that some of those people do get it to be completely honest with you and then when they go to the hospital they're like oh man i, I got this cough i think i have corona can you treat me um they're gonna go yeah, yeah yeah no problem um we're gonna take your test right now but before we do that can we see your keychain they're gonna go why Oh, yeah, sure. Here's my keychain. Why do you want to see it? And uh, what they're going to do is they're going to check and see if you have one of those little fucking passes, the little beepers, the beep beep to get into the gym, right? You know, they have them for every gym. And if it says the gym on your little beep beep pass, you're dying. You're dying of Corona, dude. You took the risk. You fucking risked it for the biscuit. You wanted to get those gains because you couldn't do push-ups at home like the rest of us are fucking doing. I mean, I got resistance band. I have a resistance band tied around my my uh kitchen table right now so i can do curls and shit right like you make fucking do right now that's what you do you don't open the gym and fucking put people at risk of dying and shit it's i don't know i don't know when a disease became a political thing like oh the the left thinks it's true like uh the left thinks it's a, a real disease and the right thinks it's all hoax and shit like how is this people are dying on both sides i don't know how you can make this like a political movement and i'm not i'm firmly in the middle of the political spectrum in my opinion i i, I just i just don't understand how this became a a political movement i mean po talking about political movements i mean fuck uh trump is talking about injecting bleach now that guy he became a doctor did i would i wish that i was doing this on video because i would love to pull up the video this poor fucking woman who's sitting there while he's talking about doing the injection of the bleach and putting a light inside of your body to disinfect you. Her name's Dr. Burks. Please just look up, just Google Dr. Burks reacts as Trump suggests injection of disinfectant to beat coronavirus. This poor woman's sitting there like she's got to do her job and she can't say anything. I mean, the president's standing right there. She's just kind of got to sit there, you know, co-signing shit, nod her head like, yeah, for sure. Like we're about to beat this shit. But he the second he's like yeah put the light inside the body she, you see her look away like what the fuck was he talking about and then he says disinfectant we can inject disinfectant and the look on her face is just i feel so bad for her she's so disappointed like i don't know um he's saying it was a joke or he was sarcastic hey man d maybe maybe not right now don't be sarcastic you know what i mean because people listen to you for whatever reason so these fucking people in the south and shit like that, these podunk ass places, they're actually putting, they're drinking Lysol and shit, and they're drinking bleach, right? Now, is that Darwinism? I don't know. 
but it's it's just not smart, bro. You're the president. Maybe tone down the maybe tone down the sarcasm a little. But the gym, dude, making national news, and it's my fucking town just for being an idiot. I can't. I don't even know if we've made national news before. We used to be like the meth capital of the world. So I mean, I don't. I feel like everybody said that though. Like if you live in a rural place, they tell you that it's the meth capital of the world. Um, when I was going through fire science training, or not training, fucking idiot. When I was going through firefighter training and taking fire science classes, um, I had to learn how to make uh, meth for hazmat, and I had to learn how to make uh, like wax, like. I think it's HBO, uh, honey, butane oil, whatever. But I had to learn to make those because you have to, like, identify what a meth lab looks like. Because they're super, like, they will explode. They're super volatile. Um, and I, the reason that we had to learn that specifically around here is uh, Victorville was a fucking massive meth place in, like, the 80s or the 90s or something. So, uh, I don't know, maybe that guy that owns the gym fucking was one of those babies that you know, dude, the guy looks like it too. Oh my goodness. The guy looks like a naked mole rat. Um, props to him. I mean, the guys, he looks like he works out. He owns a gym. I mean, you would, you would hope so, but he looks like a jacked up naked mole rat for sure. I mean, just look up the gym high desert and you'll, you'll see what you need to see about this guy. So, uh, and why even need to go to the gym right now? Fuck. I mean, I, I'm working out at home, but dude, I'm sweating right now. Just sitting here. It's, only 92 in california it's a dry heat sure but i mean 92 is such a pain in the ass and this is only beginning i mean it's going to be 110 for the next fucking until august and shit so i mean we're not anywhere close to out of the woods and i live in a metal house and because i care about audio quality uh which i'm actually going to be improving uh by next podcast next week um i have the windows closed and I have the doors closed behind me and no fan on so that this can sound good. So these are the sacrifices we make. I'm sitting here in a fucking tin can talking to you guys in like 92, 93 degree weather. And it's only getting hotter. So we're on the way up. We're on the way up. But I managed to uh, escape the Texas heat. I went and my sister moved out to Texas and decided that the wasn't exactly where she wanted to be living so um ended up driving out to or i flew to texas and then drove her back to california so the night before i drank i only drank until like nine or ten or something like that and i laid down i tried to sleep i slept from about 11 or 12 to i think 130 or two i so i didn't sleep really i slept about two hours my flight was 8.30 in the morning in LA, which is about, uh, I mean, right now, because there's no traffic, it was like an hour and a half away. So fly or uh, drive down to LA with my brother. My brother takes me and get on the plane, try to fall asleep, but I'm a fucking child and uh, I see stuff out of the window that looks cool. Cause I'm like, I'm flying over Arizona and stuff like that. Like I could see like Lake Havasu, I could see some cool, geographic shit i thought i thought it looked awesome so i i didn't sleep i instead listened to a bunch of dave Chappelle shit and my my flight was only like two and a half hours so i listened to a bunch of dave Chappelle stuff while i was like just staring out of the window like a fucking kid and uh playing sudoku for whatever reason because i'm 90 years old 
but um, did that. Didn't sleep on the plane. I show up in Dallas uh, where my sister and her friend picked me up from the airport. Uh, go grab my sister's car, and uh, we take off from there. My sister's driving for the first, like, four hours. You know, uh, we ate some food, shit like that. It was nice. Um, I slept for one hour. So, mind you, at this point, I'm, I'm in Texas now. I, I was drunk the day before. And I then go and fly and start driving off of cumulative three hours of sleep. Uh, so she drives for the first four hours. I sleep for one during that time. And then I decide that I'd like to drive. Now, what I did for whatever reason, because I love sleeping in my own bed. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, my bed's not even that comfy. I just like sleeping in my own fucking house. So I drove the next... It was a 19-hour drive. I drove the next 15 hours uh, straight. I didn't take a nap. I stopped for food, gas. Um, that was it. You know, food, gas, bathroom. That was That was the extent of what we stopped for. And, oh, and I had to get snow globes, but we kind of just compounded that with the bathroom shit. But anyway, um, I, I drove 15 hours and then you would think, cause I was like, I'm not gonna lie. I started falling asleep in like New Mexico cause you get to New Mexico and you're like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, I'm, I'm out of Texas, which is fucking dude. You're, you're in Texas, like from Dallas to the outskirts of Texas, you're driving for like seven hours, like six, seven hours in just texas after that you have all of new mexico which is like another six and then all of arizona which is like another six and then my house from the border of california is like fuck i don't know two and a half three something like that so i don't know what the math is on that but i'm sure it's close and it's i drove the entire thing just all the way through i got there in dallas at 1 30 and i got into my bed at home in california um at like 9.05 or some shit like that. Like maybe 9.30 a.m. So. It, and the worst part was too. is you're, I'm super tired at that point. Like I'm so tired. And I still could not sleep. I It took me fucking like an hour to fall asleep. I just laid in bed. Uh, with, hoping for death at that point. And it just would not come to me. I mean I. Fuck. It was, it was so stupid. But I just wanted to get home so bad. And also I felt like. It'd be kind of cool to just say I did that. And here I am talking about it, so, you know. But it was kind of nice going to Texas, getting the hell out of here. So, <sighs> moving on, though, let's actually get to shit that really matters. Not anything about me. Um, UFC. I'm looking at the card right now. So, we got, we got some pretty fucking good fights. I'm going to skip talking about the prelims, like the early prelims, because, I mean, who gives a shit? The only name on here I know, actually I know Ryan Span and Vincent Luke, Luke. Um, that's it. That's all I really know. I mean, but that that's not a big deal. Now, here's what I want to talk about: Uriah Hall versus Jacare. Now, Uriah Hall was a hype, like he was a massive hype train when he was coming out of tough, and Jacare is still a good fighter. I mean, he's he's an old man for sure. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a slouch. I mean, that that's the first fight on the prelim card that's that's not bad that they'll probably be pretty interesting um karate hottie michelle waterson versus carla esparza i mean i like i like both of them i think it'll be an interesting matchup it's i'm not gonna get super in depth with it but 
I mean, the prelim card doesn't look... It's eventful. It's not like some bullshit card where you don't know half the names. I mean, you got Verdum versus uh, Alinek, so you got some heavy... I love heavyweight fights. I mean, they get gassed out in the fucking first... At the end of the first, but they're just swinging for the fences, man. You gotta love it. Um, and then, okay, the, the one that actually matters, Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Now... Cowboy's probably still in pretty good shape because his last fight didn't last super long. Um, I mean, he pretty much just had to heal his face up a little bit, and that was it. I mean, he's ready to go for another fight. Uh, I love Anthony Pettis. Uh, I kind of hate the little downturn he's been on, and god damn it, I wanted Cowboy to win so bad. Not because uh, against McGregor, not because I don't like McGregor. I think, honestly, in the interest of the sport, McGregor did need to win that fight. But I just love Cowboy too much. It's it's hard not to like Cowboy. It, he's a man's man. You know what I mean? He's he's a humble, down-to-earth guy. And you just want to see him win. You want to see him win one. Get a fucking... Get the W. Go and fight Khabib. Probably lose. But, I mean, let's say he wins that one. That would be the greatest send-off for him of all time. And even then, he's probably not done fighting. Dude, the guy just fought a couple months ago he fights like fucking eight times a year it's ridiculous and then anthony pettis dude i mean he's he's normally pretty solid in the beginning of a fight i feel like he's also a swing for the fences kind of guy and he his nickname is showtime dude i mean you're gonna see something fucking wild when he knocked out stephen thompson for the first time he ever got knocked out dude he did a superman off the cage i mean the was it off the cage or was it against either way it was against the cage or off the cage dude he does a fucking superman and knocks a guy out he's done these like hail mary spinning back fists and shit like that the guy gets rocked and decides i'm just gonna throw whatever i got because stephen thompson was fucking him up badly i mean he was gonna lose that fight but man uh that's it's gonna be interesting because they they're both neither of those people are pussies so it's uh that'll be fun but that's the prelims that's only the prelims now we got to go to the main card now i'm just gonna gloss over greg hardy versus jorgen de castro just because greg hardy's a piece of shit and it's you know i never seen jorgen de castro fight but he's six and oh greg hardy's five and two uh with one no contest wonder what that was for um i mean best of luck to jorgen because I, I don't fucking like Greg Hardy. I, I hope he knocks him out. I hope something cool happens. It's it's a heavyweight fight, obviously. So uh, we'll see how that works. But uh, Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Qatar. Uh, dude, Jeremy Stevens, another knockout kind of guy. I mean, 28 and 17. How fucking long has this guy been fighting? Good lord. Wow. Yeah, it, fuck. I don't know how you even fight that long. That's ridiculous. I, how many years has he been active? Hold on, you're going to hear some typing sounds, because I just... I have to know. Jeremy Stevens, American mixed martial artist. How old is he? He's 30 fucking three years old. Uh, Let's see. Oh, whoa. Competing in UFC... Oh, I thought it said he was age 17 when he started. I, I was going to say that's kind of... Uh, that'd be interesting. What was his first fight? 2007, dude. He's been in the UFC for 13 years may 26 2007 fuck me man yeah i don't know how he's still able to write his name at this point 
Jesus Christ. All right, moving on. Um, ooh, Francis and Ganu versus Rosen Rosenstrike Rosenstruck. Regardless, Francis and Ganu's got that that touch of death thing that Rogan and a bunch of other people talk about is just that like little kiss of death. He gets a paw on you, man, and you're fucking done. I mean, Francis Ngannou is just one freak of a fucking athlete. And Rosenstruck's a good fighter. I mean, he's 10-0. Obviously, he's good. Um, but I just don't see that going any other way other than Ngannou. I mean, let's see. What's the reach look? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, Ngannou's got an 83-inch reach. And uh, Rosenstruck has a 5-inch reach disadvantage. I mean... At heavy weights like this, it it could be the deciding factor on that, just because he's he gets you in better... I mean, it depends on how well he gauges range, I guess. I, I also don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to the tactics of fighting, but Francis Ngannou gets one on your chin. You're going to sleep. I don't give a shit who you are. I mean, look at what he did to uh, fucking Cain Velasquez, dude. He barely tapped him, and the guy just crumbled. I don't know if that had more to do with his knee, or... It, like just completely destroying itself within like seven seconds of the fight or Francis and Ganu just gave him a little tap on the chin I'm not sure but uh Bantamweight dude the co-main you got Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz Henry Cejudo trying to defend that title Dominic Cruz finally coming back Dominic Cruz 22 and 2 Henry 15 and 2 uh I liked Henry Cejudo before he fought Demetrius Johnson and won because he wasn't doing all this uh, triple champ shit and uh, he, he wasn't flexing as hard. He wasn't as fucking annoying. Um, so I, I liked him more, but I love Dominic Cruz. He's uh, he's such a good fucking fighter and it's been so long. He's the, the most unlucky guy in the UFC. I mean, he comes back from... He tears his ACL. He comes back from that tears his other ACL comes back from that and then I believe he tears a third ACL like on his left leg again or on his right leg he tore one of them twice I mean the he's made out of paper mache but when he's you know when uh when they code him and whatever the fuck they code him in to get him in the ring I mean he's so good dude he's so technical like striking uh takedowns I mean he's a great wrestler he's a great boxer he's good He's really good. I mean, he was champ, I think, like, twice now. He's got it back. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to see him get the title back. He's he's a great commentator. I like him in the booth. I like him doing the color commentary um, next to DC. And uh, who the fuck is the other guy? Paul Felder. Um, I, I, like, I like his breakdown of what exactly is going on and kind of, you know, give, giving you some insight on what a fighter is thinking. But, man, I... Uh, I would love to see him fight so much more. And lightweight main event, just moving on. Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Someone's getting knocked out. Someone's getting knocked out. I, Tony Ferguson versus Khabib has fucking fallen apart five times now. And Justin Gaethje says, fuck it, I'll step in. I mean, props to him. Tony, Tony's Tony's looking good, dude. He, I mean, their their records are pretty similar. Twenty five and three. Justin's at twenty one and two. I think Justin's coming off of a loss, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check that. Let me get, let me get that little fact check. Oh no 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 no. Uh, his last fight, twenty nineteen September, he beat Cowboy knockout first round. I don't know how I forgot that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, 
His last fight was in September with a knockout. I mean, fuck, he's uh, he's coming up on five, like what, like nine months since he last fought. That's that's quite some goddamn time. He only fought twice last year: Edson Barbosa and Cowboy, and then he won. 2018, he only had two fights. Fuck, man, how many years has he just had, like, two fights? Yeah, last year, uh, James Vick. Oh, I remember that James Vick fight. And then uh, he won that, lost to Dustin Poirier. That's the fucking man right there. I love Dustin Poirier. Would love to see him and Cowboy go for it. But, uh, I'm sorry, not uh, uh, Connor. I want to see Connor and uh, Dustin go after it because... First first fight they did, I think, was in, like, 2011 or 2012 or something like that. And they are two very different fighters now. Um, Dustin is top of the game, aside from Khabib and maybe Connor. But I would just love to see them, those two box it out. Because that's, that's the kind of fight that they would have. It's just a fucking slugfest. I would be very, very, very interested in seeing that. Oh, what is happening here? Nice, I just got an ad. That was cool. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Talking about, uh, Conor McGregor, Oscar De La Hoya was, uh, doing an interview and for whatever reason, Oscar, or whatever reason, Conor McGregor came up and Conor McGregor, or I'm sorry, Oscar De La Hoya, um, mentioned that he would knock him out in two rounds, Conor McGregor, because his name just came up in the middle of an interview. And, uh, I don't know if I don't believe him. It's been, I think, 13 years since he last fought. He fought Manny Pacquiao, lost. It's been like 13 years now since uh, since he last stepped in there. And r- regardless of that fact, I mean, look at the videos. of. The, I mean, Oscar De La Hoya, just a little stat about him. Look at this. Hold on. Uh, lineal championships and three weight divisions and world, cha- world championships at six different weights. Okay? You don't get that by being a slouch of a fucking fighter, right? I mean, I I think De La Hoya was a little more aggressive. He's talking about how he always went for the kill. I think he was a little more aggressive than Mayweather. How do I know that? Uh, not from watching boxing or having an opinion of my own, but because I know that Mayweather is more of a defensive boxer. So I would, I would have to guess that his assumption that he would just kind of put Connor on his ass at, at least... Okay, so Mayweather, Mayweather-Connor went 10 rounds. I don't think a more aggressive boxer who knows what he's doing, who's who did it for fucking years and years and years. I mean, I don't, I don't think Connor lasts as long as he did with uh, with Mayweather. I mean, Mayweather's the best boxer of all time as far as stats and you know holding the belt, whatever. He's he's the best of all time in that regard because he's a defensive boxer. I mean, you you beat him with tactics and shit like that. But if you're looking for a beatdown, it's not gonna be from the best boxer of all time it's not going to be from fucking i mean depending on which boxer you're at you're saying is the best of all time but you're you're not going to get a beat down from fucking mayweather i mean now if it were tyson i mean that would probably be a bit of a fucking beat down but um de la hoya versus connor uh, i gotta be honest de la hoya is 47 he could probably still put the moves on him he could probably still put him down but do i want to see it absolutely not i'd much rather see connor just stick to the fucking ufc he just got back just made a, a a tremendous debut against Cowboy. I mean, knocking him out in however many seconds it was. It was like 20 seconds or some shit like that. Um, just please stick to the UFC for a little while. Just just for a bit. Ride out your career. 
for another couple years. If you lose to Khabib, fuck it. Go be a boxer, dude. Enjoy yourself. But just don't do this. Don't do this. Don't don't rob us of seeing you versus, you know, Dustin or you versus Khabib or you versus Tony something, man. But move on from Connor. Let's uh let's move on from fighting in general. Let's go to the let's go to the Broncos in the NFL, huh? What do you think about the Broncos? I cannot be happier with the draft that the Broncos had. They didn't pick a fucking quarterback, and that makes me happy. Why does that make me happy? Mostly because I am super tired of us picking up a new quarterback every year, and I mean, we've gone through since since Peyton's been gone, we've gone through Brock Eisweiler, uh, Paxton Lynch for a little bit, Case Keenum, Trevor Simeon, uh, fucking, what the hell was his name? Uh, Joe Flacco and Brandon Allen. And now Drew Locke. Drew Locke has got some promise. I mean, he may not ever be the best quarter uh, quarterback in the NFL, but he looks pretty goddamn good. Out of five games, he only lost one, um, if I'm getting that correct. I mean, he starts five, loses one. Cool. We were dog shit before that. Abs- I mean, complete dog shit. Just a hopeless fucking team. And now we have Cortland Sutton hooking up with Drew Locke. We don't pick a quarterback because we're just going to trust in Drew Locke, right? And then we go and we get the best wide receiver in the draft. I mean, he's projected to be a number one guy. Dude, we get Jerry Judy from Alabama, the supposed best wide receiver in the draft. We get him alongside Cortland Sutton and then pick up KJ Hamler, who, I mean, fuck it. He can... You need obviously that that uh, that WR three like that third wide receiver kind of thing. You you need those guys. Um, and I don't even know what the size on KJ Hamler is. I mean, is he more of a slot guy? Oh, he's five nine. Yeah, okay, he's a slot guy. So I mean, typically, I mean, what got us to the Super Bowl uh, twenty fifteen was. Obviously defense, because that was one of the historic defenses. I mean, they were just absolutely crushing people, and Von Miller having the year of a fucking lifetime. But um, little shitty checkdown passes, because Peyton couldn't throw further than, like, I don't know, 10 yards. Um, but you need that slot guy. You need a little rat. You know what I mean? You need that fucking Brandon Stokely. You need that uh, that Wes Welker. I mean, that's what, that's what gets you cute little first down throws you know what i mean you're gonna get those little five yard gainers whatever but i mean you keep fucking hitting them with i mean that's that's like the epitome of how the patriots marched down the field on people when they had tom brady i mean i can't tell you how many times just in the middle of the field i'm looking at it and i'm seeing a little fucking edelman sprinting around in the middle of the field with nobody on him you just get a quick guy in the slot and those linebackers have no, they're not touching you. There's nothing they can fucking do about it. Also, lining up Rob Gronkowski in this like in the slot or just going through the middle like that, it, it's not fair. It's actually not fair. These fucking linebackers and these safeties aren't big enough to tackle him. I think it's bullshit. And uh that's going to be interesting for them on the on the Buccaneers. I'm I'm curious to see where the Buccaneers place in that division cuz the Saints are still good. Um, Matt Ryan's a, is, is a coin flip on whether he decides he wants to be good for the Falcons or not. I mean, one year they're fucking unstoppable. The next year they're just absolute, complete dog shit. 
So that'll be that'll be something to watch. And uh, the Panthers, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I think is uh, people think he's like a glorified backup. I think he's proven a little bit more than that. I mean, he he got benched in Minnesota because he got hurt, and then after getting benched, they pick up Sam Bradford and uh, some o- some other fucking quarterback, uh, Case Keenum, I think, whatever it was, and they were all performing super well, which kind of makes it hard to get a spot, but sitting behind Drew and then playing really, really well when he sat behind Drew Brees, uh, or when uh, Drew Brees got hurt. I mean, that counts for something, man. I, I think they went undefeated with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, or they lost a game. So, enough about them. Uh, Broncos had an amazing draft. I'm really excited for the Broncos next season. I don't think we're winning the division. I mean, we got the Chiefs in the division. Uh, do I think we'll beat the Raiders and the Chargers? Absolutely. I do. I think we'll be I think we'll be second. Um I'd love to see us get in there, sneak in there for a little wild card, see what happens there, but I'm not expecting, you know, I'm not expecting Super Bowl. I'm barely expecting a wild card, but I defense is good as usual. Um Yeah, I mean, picking up AJ Bouye, still having Von Miller obviously. Um I mean, we're looking good, man. We're looking super good. I'm really excited for the Broncos season. And uh, talking about drafting, the last thing I'll talk about was, uh, well, one of the last things I'll talk about was uh, Aaron Rodgers getting completely shafted. I mean, this is obviously old news, but you pick a fucking guy in the first round. Aaron Rodgers is only 33 years old. The guy's not going anywhere. Yet still, they pick Jordan Love in the first round at pick 26. What are they doing? I know that there's, I know that Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a grumpy gills. And he, he's probably he's probably got some issues going on with the the organization or with Matt Lafleur, the head coach. But you take a generational talent like Aaron Rodgers, who's you know arguably the best quarterback in the league. I mean, when it comes to his, I I think just the the throwing power, like his knowledge of the game, his accuracy. I mean, just everything that it takes to be a quarterback, his intelligence, like things like that. Um, it's it's you can absolutely make a case for him being um the best quarterback in the league for sure i mean you can make a case for you know russell wilson being the best quarterback in the league you can make a case for obviously tom brady being the best in the league which you know is probably true but i mean you draft is he the future of your franchise do you think do you think that grumpy gills aaron Rodgers, is gonna just sit there and fucking train the guy that he's, you know, he's going to give him the tips and tricks on how to take his job and shit. I mean, Brett Favre didn't even fucking... Brett Favre notoriously did not do that for Aaron Rodgers. He said that his job was there to be quarterback and not to fucking train the guy that's going to take his job. And Aaron Rodgers ended up prospering anyway. I mean, the guy's the guy's the epitome of chip on the shoulder. The guy doesn't get drafted when he thought he was going to get drafted, and he's sitting there fucking steaming, thinking he's going to be a 49er, and Alex Smith just goes, ah, I'm going to go ahead and take that and then played subpar football for the next fucking like seven years for the Niners. But Aaron Rodgers sitting there day one, pissed off, drafted as a backup, goes to a team. He didn't gets rejected by his favorite team in the world. The 49ers, you know, drops, like I said, and then gets there. Thanks. Okay, cool. I got a hall of fame quarterback that I can learn behind. And then the guy basically looks him in the face and says, fuck you. I'm not teaching you shit. Um, so there's another chip on his shoulder. Now you got 
this this fucking move of picking up a quarterback in the first round of the draft i just don't i don't know what their ideas are. and then i looked you know i did a little bit of googling did a little bit of looking around and people were speculating he goes to the raiders after next season because of just strife in the locker room uh as a broncos fan and knowing that i have to play them twice a year i'm okay with it but i know aaron Rodgers is going to go down fucking hill now you think oh hey you just said all these good things about aaron Rodgers and him being in your division why why do you think uh it's gonna be okay if he comes to your division for the radio because john gruden's a fucking coach because john gruden's a retard he's an idiot i mean you're not yeah i just i don't i don't know how else to put it they're a fucking that franchise has just destroyed everybody that's walked through there I mean, look at Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, his first like year or two was a complete stud, and then goes to just complete, like j- just completely by the wayside. They end up shopping him to the Cowboys for, I think it was like a third or a fourth round draft pick, which was an absolute steal. And now on the Cowboys with fucking Dak Prescott thrown to him, and the Cowboys aren't even a good. He he's great, but the Cowboys aren't even that good of an organization either. They just have a lot of money. That's it. They just got a lot of money. And now Amari Cooper is this big fucking star like he was supposed to be. And it's because he's not in Oakland. It's the same thing with like going to Miami or going to the Browns. You're just kind of throwing your fucking life away, right? It's like, oh, hey, you know, I got drafted. I was the best player in the draft. Oh, and I'm on the Bengals. And I'm on the Bengals. Joe Burrow. If you had gone to damn near any other team, I... I'm sure you'd have a long, fruitful career ahead of you, man. But you went to the Bengals, dude. That's like going to the Raiders. Or going to the Dolphins. It's... Good luck. Good luck. Um, Last thing I'll talk about was uh, apparently Jay Cutler's getting divorced for being lazy. Um, Only thing I wanted to say about that, which I think is funny, is... uh, People were forgetting, or I'll rewind. She's divorcing him because he's lazy, right? And I'm trying to figure out how she didn't figure this out before. The meme is on the internet, right? If you look up anything about Jay Cutler, especially in Reddit or whatever, you know, any any football forum since 2007 when he got drafted, or 2007, 2006 when he got drafted to the Broncos, mind you, fucking guy. Um, since he came into the league, all of the memes have been about him not giving a shit about making a ton of money, having a super hot wife, um, and not caring about the game whatsoever, honestly. Uh, in 2011, right, they're one game from the Super Bowl. The, the biggest fucking thing that you can achieve as a football player, you're in the Nash, you're in the NFC Championship game playing for the Chicago Bears, and you're one game away from going to the Super Bowl and eventually playing the Steelers, right? The only the only team that's in your way is a divisional rival, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, right? The one guy you want to beat so fucking bad because he's the rival team. I mean, the Bears and the Packers going head to head is is historic. It's one of the it's one of the greatest rivalries in NFL history, if not the greatest. And he fakes an injury halfway through. Now, 
this is the biggest moment of a football player's life and you fake an injury which a lot of people forgot he totally completely just fucking made up because he ended up getting photographed like walking around chicago a couple days later with his wife um what did you think you were getting into the guy gave up his dream his childhood dream because he just didn't really feel like it and you're divorcing him nine years later because this happened in 2011 you're divorcing him nine years later because he's lazy who's at fault here who's really who's really to blame here right you knew you had to have known you've known for a long time that he's a fucking lazy guy yet here we are nine years later and you're you're surprised i don't know it's it's just funny to me jay cutler getting divorced because he's lazy is is possibly the most jay cutler thing i have ever heard in my entire life but uh yeah i've been i've been rambling about stupid shit for the last 40 minutes so i'm gonna go ahead and end it right there um yeah uh any feedback is appreciated criticism or critiques or if you liked it let me know i really appreciate it um i'm actually gonna start advertising this a little bit more now like you know posting it and sharing it with friends and stuff like that so um if you listen to this point you're a fucking trooper and i love you and uh that's pretty much it stay safe during the quarantine uh summer's ramping up just stay hydrated wash your hands you know what i'm saying but I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.